1: The Mister Beacon podcast is sponsored by Williot, scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth.
0: Welcome to the Mister Beacon podcast. We're at the Bluetooth World event. We're on the conference floor, and I'm talking to Justin, who's the CTO of Regado. Justin, thanks very much for spending ten minutes with us. Thanks, Steve. Um, so we spent a lot of time talking about Bluetooth beacons on the Mister Beacon podcast but what you offer is a really essential ingredient to the infrastructure for a a complete system. Can you describe what Regato does?
1: Yeah, at Regato we make an edge as an infrastructure product. So essentially what that means, it's like a wireless access point for commercial IoT that might get installed in commercial buildings, and then it runs apps like your phone runs apps to collect all that beacon information and send it up to the cloud.
0: All right, and why would you want to do that sort of thing because you don't have to have one of these devices if you've got beacons what what are the use cases that are driving the adoption of this device
1: sure yeah actually we see a lot of applications where somebody wants to track a device as it moves around inside one of these commercial office buildings. So we'll see something like put a beacon onto a high-value asset, maybe in a hospital it's a uh, crash cart, or maybe it's something that's really important that you lose all the time like a uh, wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And as those devices move around, there needs to be infrastructure in place that's saying like, okay, I heard the device last over in this room, now I can send somebody over there to find it. Uh, okay. And the gateway itself as a piece of infrastructure, just like it's bolted to the ceiling, it's got a fixed location, it enables that sort of activity.
0: All right, so sometimes the gateway in our world is a mobile personal device, but the advantage of this is it can be fixed, it's highly, it's a, the, the, the signal uh, strength and the sensitivity and the connectivity is, uh, is fantastic. It's a powered device, where does it get its power from?
1: Yeah, for most of the applications we're seeing in commercial environments, this is getting installed with power over ethernet. So just like a lot of the wireless access points that are out there, it's gonna get plugged in by uh, electrician, low voltage electrician, uh, and get its power that way. But for some situations where PoE isn't available, it actually can do uh, power from from a power supply, a wall power supply, just get mm-hmm. plugged in.
0: All right, and what sort of radios do you have? What kind of protocols do you speak? Obviously, Bluetooth is
1: one of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, inside the gateway, we, we know there's kind of two directions that we're thinking about data moving. One is up into the cloud and so to support that we have Wi-Fi at 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. The reason we want 5 gigahertz in there is so that we don't communicate in the 2.4 gigahertz span with Wi-Fi and potentially blank the receiver and miss beacons. Uh-huh. So, if we use 5.8 gigahertz all the time, uh, we can make sure that our bluetooth radios are always receiving to to collect beacons or other communications
0: and and is that noticeable if you presumably you tried in 2.4 and you you found there were collisions and you weren't seeing as many
1: yeah that's that's right so there there are some things like coexistence that can mitigate some of these issues but that's more of a regulatory and make sure we're not transmitting from both sides at the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, so we see do see improved beacon capturing performance on gateways. In fact, we often see better performance on gateways that can listen all the time versus even things like mobile phones.
0: Ah, yeah, because of course, mobile phones are not always listening, are they? (laughs) They're worried they don't have this permanent battery and so they're worried about conserving it and so they're just waking up occasionally. So how does that that manifest itself? What sort of things can you do when you're always listening versus sometimes listening?
1: Uh, A lot of the applications, like it sounds like when we think about beacons coming and, and, and being sent to phones, a lot of times the beacon is fixed and the phone's moving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the applications that we support, the beacon's moving around and the gateway's fixed, and we want to be able to get really good, maybe position accuracy of where that device is. Right. So by being able to listen more often, we can collect more data, more signal strength levels from all the beacons that are nearby, and we can get better accuracy for our position engine.
0: Yeah, so we talk about beacons generically, but really it's tags, isn't it? Tags move around. You yep. stick a tag on a, a bear in a lost in a station, or you s- stick a bag on a, a tag on, on a pallet, and you can then track track the tags. Um, so, uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and other radios? yeah. So
1: one of the thing is uh, the Bluetooth radio that we use on board our gateway is the Nordic NRF52840. Uh, and that also has a power amplifier and a low noise amplifier so that we can increase the range. Uh, And another thing that's kind of neat is, in that design, we've really focused hard on making kind of an isotropic antenna radiation pattern. Mm -hmm. So as best we can to keep that fairly uniform, which improves with these RSSI calculations when you're doing asset tracking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that radio from Nordic also supports several other kinds of low power wireless. Mm -hmm. So 2.4 gigahertz, uh, 802.15.4, and that can be Thread or Zigbee.
0: And what about the programming environment? If I'm developing for your platform, what languages am I using?
1: Yeah, so it's a really good question. So, what we find on the Gateway, this is a Linux platform. So, anything that can run on a typical Linux situation where you have uh, You have a Node.js application, or maybe you write it in C++, or Go, or Python, or even Java. All of those things that natively run on Linux with some library for talking to Bluetooth can all be run in our gateway. But the kind of interesting thing on the gateway is this is a piece of edge infrastructure, which means it needs to be able to support several different applications. And just like your mobile phone, when you run a beacon scanning app, can't access your text messages, uh, we, we work hard to make sure there's confinement, isolation, and containers that keep applications on the gateway separate from each other.
0: All right. So do people deploy these with multiple applications in mind, or are you seeing them drive it because there's one app that is kind of (laughs) the the Trojan horse?
1: Absolutely, More, more of the latter. So we typically see today that there are one really good ROI value proposition for for companies to install these things. And so, typically, an as a service vendor that may be tracking the wheelchairs in a hospital uh, or crash carts or whatever will come in and help get that entire infrastructure installed. But once it's there, it's a it's a place where additional value can be you know upsold to those those vendors because oh now I can add an app that maybe scans the area for all kinds of Bluetooth devices and I can build a report that says hey there's an anomaly here I got some rogue devices showing up that weren't here yesterday and maybe that triggers something for uh, an IT department or somebody else to to take a look at.
0: Yeah, that makes sense and uh, what's your business model? How how roughly how much uh,
1: am I gonna spend for this? Is there a cloud? Yeah, so what we found is most of the customers that want to build a device to cloud service offering for one of those those typical commercial use cases, they really don't have any differentiated value coming from the gateway itself. So their differentiated value is coming from maybe the way they report that data into another system or maybe the unique ability for them to set some sort of thing down at the device. But the gateway is really just a conduit between the two and they'd rather not invest uh, engineering resources into building the gateway or figuring out how to write the you know, OS and enablement for it at a low level uh, or do things that happen after the initial deployment which is maintain the software and do security updates, um, build performance monitoring tools. And so when that happens we find that the customers would rather just use the gateway much the same way they use uh, containers and clusters on something like AWS or Azure or Google Cloud they want to treat it just like as a place to deploy and pay mm-hmm. monthly. Okay. So what we've done is uh, we have a monthly subscription model for the gateway hardware and for all of the services behind it which include the orchestration and the monitoring and the security updates and it's around nine dollars a month per the gateway.
0: Uh, and what does orchestration mean in this context?
1: So yeah, you can think about uh, the typical web apps or mobile apps where development teams are doing continuous integration and continuous deployment, and they're using DevOps principles to get those uh, applications deployed onto uh, the devices, and we're doing the same thing for the containers and apps that run on the gateways, except for we're doing it across thousands of devices at once. Mm -hmm. And so an example of what that might look like in an orchestration uh, feature is that we, we make it possible to have different risk levels of software running on the gateway. So we have a, a, a beta channel, a candidate channel, and a stable channel. The stable channel is what most of the population of gateways in the field are going to be using. But something like a candidate channel allows you to deploy your software to that, run it you know, for a week's time or something like that, and make sure that it is not gonna have any failures or that you know, there's any weird uh, effects of those new changes that the development team have put in. And once all those tests are passed, then you'll see uh, an automatic rollout to the rest of those devices in the population when it's deployed to stable. So that's what I mean a little bit by orchestration tools enable that sort of workflow that DevOps has been doing for a long time.
0: Yeah, sounds very mature. Uh, I'm seeing you guys pop up in all sorts of accounts where we're we're engaged, which is really cool, Um, and maybe you just answered this question, but how do you differentiate yourself Against the the competition, you're not not the only company that has got a a Bluetooth to X. Uh gateway product what, what is it why
1: are people coming to you uh, there's a couple reasons uh, we have a heritage in Bluetooth and we really understand how low power and the RF performance of those devices need to work we've been creating modules for a number of years uh, great products lots of happy customers and we've taken that knowledge and actually put it into the development of the RF systems in our gateway so I was early mentioning something like a nearly isotropic or very good radiation pattern on uh, the RF side Uh, The increased range and performance, those are things that differentiate our gateway. But I think what's really what's interesting about working with us is we're not a platform that's trying to take over uh, the ceilings and and all these commercial commercial environments by being a lighting platform or by being uh, uh, indoor navigation or being an asset tracking solution. Uh, We can be, you know, complimentary to all the, you know, companies that are doing those sort of applications because we are are positioning ourselves as a a horizontal piece of infrastructure that goes there uh, and really replaces a function of their team instead of competing with them.
0: Very good. Well, Justin, thanks very much for talking with us and uh, continued luck on what you're doing. I don't think you need it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much.
0: All right.